Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business and news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. And uh, we get to cover your favorite actress today, right? <laughs> she is an actress, right? <laughs> yeah, and I have something to bring up with it. I was, she has like a bio on their company site. And yeah, so it's Jessica Alba and it says Golden Globe nominated actress whose career includes roles in films such as Fantastic Four, blah, blah, blah. And television shows like Dark Angel, The Office, and Entourage. When was she in The Office? That's what I was trying to remember. Huh. Is that a typo? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a She's typo. prone to typos or making mistakes. Making mistakes, yeah. Well, well, we'll get down to the bottom of this before the end of the episode. But so, you know, how do you choose the name of your company? If you're starting a new company, you know, you, there's a lot of thought that's put into the name probably, or at least I would hope. Her company is called Honest. The Honest Company Inc. starting in California in what 2011, maybe a little bit later, 2014, somewhere in that range. Sorry to drop. I had to look it up, of course, on the office. <laughs> I couldn't get it over it, but so apparently, remember there was a movie within a, within the show oh, where it count. Jim and Pam yeah. had watched. So she was in that with Jack Black. So I I guess she was in the office. Yeah, but, but. all right. Well, that's fine. I mean, she's not lying about it. But why would that be? like how she's known from i know it was like one episode right and that one was tricky if you remember it was because it was i think it was the one right after the super bowl and they kept billing it as oh we have all these big names in this episode of jack black jessica alba all these people and then we got into the actual episode which was funny the episode was funny i'll give them that but it was tricky because it was these actors just being in a separate show. It was a little deceiving or dishonest, I would say, no? Perfect. There you go. Dishonest. And that's what we're getting to. And it is deceiving. It was misrepresentation, whether it's intentional or negligent. It was something. That is the question. Here's the problem. So she has this company that has all these, I guess we'll call them beauty products and products for babies and kids. I mean, I think they're trying to expand in different vertical. I mean, they do baby wipes too. So, I mean, just any. Oh, I think that was the reason it started was because she's like, she's a mom of two and she wanted to have these safe, quote unquote, safe products or not full of all these chemicals like most things out there. And that's fine. And that's why she named it the Honest Company because our products are honestly made without all these things. And there's a whole list of them on, on the website. And so one of them is, let's see if I can get this right. SLS. This is listing as sodium lawry. Is that, do I have the right thing? Yeah. It's a sodium, I think laurel sulfate. Okay. Yeah. Sodium laurel sulfate SLS. That's, they're not selling that. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. what's in. <laughs> Just bottles of that. <laughs> they're, they're, so they're selling a laundry detergent that is apparently SLS is a common known chemical. It's used a lot in soaps and different and different things like that. It's a common active ingredient, but apparently it's for whatever reason, some people say it's not good. So they were basically selling this laundry detergent. If you look at the product, it'll list out all the chemicals that it doesn't have. So as, as we commonly see, we see a list of ingredients. So part of their transparency is they list all the ingredients that ingredients that it doesn't have and that's one of them. Right. And that's the whole honest aspect of it. You know, it's trying to be honest about things. We honestly don't have these chemicals, but apparently they did. And I don't know why Wall Street Journal was the one that <laughs> did this investigation. I didn't know that. 
Wall Street Journal did investigations, but <laughs> at least in those types of things. But yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like what what was the thought process behind? It's like well, we really need. To, they must not like. They're probably upset about the office thing as well. Yeah, that's probably what. It, well, I, if if we want to really dig into it, kind of conspiracy theory. One of the things that Jessica Alba and her co-founder were saying when they first started this business is they're entering into a very tough market because there's. Certain, like this is a good example with this SLS is that all soaps pretty much have that. So if you want to create a soap, it, it almost as if you have to use it in order to do so. And so entering that market and, and figuring out supply chains, you're, you're, you're kind of working against yourself because you're, you're, you have to recreate certain aspects of this business. And so a conspiracy theorist could, could suggest that, okay, there's these bigger markets or bigger, big industry guys are kind of wanting Jessica Alba and her company to fail. And so that's why, you know, the Wall Street Journal got into play. But uh, maybe that's what they would say. I don't know. That's a good point because her company was valued in a private valuation at $1.7 billion with a B in less than four years from, from... With a P or a B? B, as in billion. Not billion. Okay. But yeah, in, in four years, $1.7 billion for this, you know, clean company or whatever they want to call it. And so, I mean, that, that's a possibility because you have the Procter's and Gambles of the world, Clorox, big companies like that, the mainstream known items like, Tide, you know, example here is Tide. Yeah. That's going to be a direct competitor of what she's offering. And you know, I think there might be, there might be something to your theory. Yeah. I, I'm not suggesting that Wall Street Journal is owned by Procter and Gamble and that's why they did it. I'm suggesting that. It's easy for a competitor to say, hey, wait a minute, we make laundry detergent too. How are you able to create this laundry detergent without SLS? Yeah. And so and so they of course they do, you know, do the reporting and, and the studies. So so let's narrow down to what's going on here because I think from a business perspective, business legal perspective, it's it sounds obvious. It's like, okay, if you're saying that your detergent doesn't have SLS and you're selling it and it does, then that's pretty pretty bad, but it's a little more complicated than that because apparently how this works is how, what their initial response was is that we've tested it. We disagree with these other people that have tested it. We, there may be trace amounts of SLS, but we use this chemical called SCS, I believe is sodium cocoa sulfate. And they, they term it as, as a less harsh alternative to SLS. Okay. And so that's all well and good, but apparently what is a little confusing is that the manufacturer, I should say the supplier that they get this chemical SCS. So Honest said its manufacturing partners and suppliers have provided assurances that they don't, that these products don't contain SLS. But then when asked these actual supplier earth-friendly products, they state that there was zero SLS content in the product because we didn't add any of our own chemical, any our own SLS to it. Apparently, the main, the supplier of this particular product, SCS, has their own supplier, and that supplier is called Trichromatic West, and they say that there's some kind of misunderstanding with the detergent maker because it said that the SLS content was listed zero because it didn't add any SLS material to it. And there's this kind of chemistry lesson going on here because it seems like SCS may contain SLS and somehow it's, it's, it's SLS is still there, whether it's a different chemical compound or diluted, it's a little confusing, right? It's not. Well, yeah. And that's the reason they basically came out and said, 
you know, we disagree with these two independent studies that were done. And I, we should have also mentioned, I don't think we even mentioned the part where seven days after this, the Wall Street Journal reported on this, there was a class action lawsuit, which probably should have let off with, I suppose. But yeah, but that's going to happen. I mean, of course, I mean, you get something that clearly shows that there's a discrepancy of whether a chemical is contained in a product that, you know, it's otherwise advertised not to. But at the same time, I mean, honest, this company is is kind of asking for it, right, to be sued. I mean, they are they are first of all, they are presenting themselves to a market that is ultra sensitive to even the smallest of mistakes regarding what you have in your product. Mm -hmm. And I suppose in their in from their defense, they're like, okay, well, so long as we're transparent, they're not saying they're perfect. They're not saying that there's you know, no chemicals in their in in their products. We're going to disclose to you what what's in it and what's not in it. And it seems as though if everything is what they're saying is true, which I think ultimately that may be the case. I think even Honest still doesn't know, still doesn't realize that's what's going on here. That they just made a mistake, and it may may not have been their mistake. It may have been, may have been the supplier's mistake. Yeah, that'll all get sorted out, and I I, th I believe. You know, if what these independent studies, if they're true, they're saying that the amount of SLS in Honest's laundry detergent is the would basically equate to the same as what a Tide would have in there. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, basically producing the same thing, I guess. And I guess, you know, at that point, it would make sense. It's like, oh, maybe that's how you're able to, to turn a healthy profit margin on this because, you know, you are not paying more. I, I am assuming that the you know, SLS is a cheaper alternative than this SCS, which is a so-called less harsh version of it yeah. or something. Well, that's the thing too, is there's debate over whether this is even harmful. So it's, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a different issue as well. But it, you mentioned Tide. It's a great point because the maker of Tide, of course, is Procter and Gamble. And they're like, well, wait a minute. I mean, you're, you are advertising yourself as if you don't have SLS and, and this is somehow a better product than ours because we don't use it. And you, you're probably even, you're even charging more for it because of that. That's not fair. And so there's a legitimate gripe for this, but it seems like everything seems to contain SLS, right? Toothpaste, shampoo, body wash, mouthwash, dish soap. Depends what you buy. I suppose. I'm going to start looking to see what products have SLS, you know, and drive me crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to see, I probably should have done some number crunching on this beforehand, but the thing of laundry detergent on their site sells for $12.95, which seems pretty cheap, I, I think. I don't, but I don't know how. Well, that's for one ounce. <laughs> well, it's for 70 ounces. Okay. How much is Tide? Like I would know. I don't know. I know the, the barrel of Tide. I don't know it by the unit price. I go by barrels. So 50 ounces of Tide is $9.99. So it's probably, I mean, that's about the same. I'm sure it's comparable. But hey, you know, Jessica Alba calls it in one of her books, I guess 2013, The Honest Life. She calls SLS a toxin that consumers should avoid. <laughs> and so it, it does look, you know, it doesn't look too good when you include a toxin within one of your products. The two main options are they honest... Inc. or Honest Company Inc. knew about this and was trying to get away with it, or that seems doubtful, right? Or they, yeah, I mean that. That's what I was gonna say. That seems doubtful. I mean, at some point, especially when they got successful, you figure someone was gonna look into it. So I think it's the latter in that somebody made a mistake somewhere. Now whether it's Honest 
company Inc., whether it's it's you know probably the supplier, one of the many <laughs> the sub suppliers, or who you know all these other ones. But and and a mistake's a strong word too because it seems like like for example alcohol free products, right? For those like if you if you buy a, some wet wipes that are supposedly alcohol free and you look at the ingredients it still may say alcohol in there. And that's because the type of alcohol, when people say alcohol-free, I guess it's called ethyl alcohol, right? It's that kind of chemical or substance that dries out your skin. But then there's a different type of alcohol. And so from a FDA perspective, you know, disclosing ingredients and things like that, that's an acceptable difference because somehow, uh, without getting into the you know chemistry of it, they're, they're different things. And so that still may be the case here. Yeah, and I think with the alcohol-free, that was just a typo, and it was supposed to be, it's not supposed to say alcohol-free, it's alcohol, comma, free. So it's like it's free alcohol that's added to. Oh, got it. I think that was a uh, Simpsons. The attorney, when <laughs> this is way too many references in this episode. Well, I don't get alcohol-free beer because I don't drink alcohol, and I look at the back and it still contains alcohol, or like a very small percentage or something, so I... I don't really get how that works. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. I, but I don't, again, maybe it's a, diff, I don't know. It's a, maybe it's just a small amount that it's negligible or, because I think you, do, you don't have to be 21 to buy alcohol-free beer from what I recall. Not that I've, I've never tried it. <laughs> well, we have a lot of things to figure out. <laughs> so let's, let's go back to the honest company. Yeah. Whatever ends up happening in this class action lawsuit, you know, something will happen, but I think the biggest thing with this case is just this is a could be a crushing blow from a PR standpoint. Not crushing blow necessarily, but like this is the, from the PR perspective, this really needs to be handled because this the type of people that are buying our products now are going to feel betrayed. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good, but I feel like it can be explained. It does require a little bit of PR work. The only thing that I'd be worried about on their end is I, we try to look for the class action lawsuit. The misrepresentation aspect or even truth in advertising, that can be explained and can be, you know, pass off the blame a little bit. But there are certain things that in, in products that you may not be able to pass on the blame. And there might be strict liability with some of these things. And so that's the only concerning part about it on their end. And how they're reacting is also a little concerning too, because now Honest is... You know, their first reaction, at least, and maybe they'll have a second reaction, was that, no, we've tested it ourselves, and it's not in there. Yeah. And that's probably the best way to maintain it. If it's just a disagreement of, you know, interpretation, which apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal, or it wasn't the Wall Street Journal, I think it was Inc.com that basically interviewed different chemists, and there's no disagreement as far as how these things are determined. And so... That would be my biggest concern is that if somehow there's some kind of strict liability because of some statute that they may have broken by by making this, this mistake, mm-hmm. that would be the biggest concern. Yeah. You know, another thing we forgot to mention as well, and I hadn't heard of this, this personal assistant service, personal assistant service. Oh, yeah. TaskRabbit. Yeah. TaskRabbit. They partnered up with Honest and you can get this quote unquote honest clean where somebody shows up and only uses honest branded products. So some sort of, you know, partnership they've formed. And TaskRabbit is one of those, what do they call it? The sharing economy, not the sharing economy, kind of like an Uber model, but they used to start out like with any random task. Now it's very limited to certain tasks like cleaning and so forth. And so that's, I mean, it's a good partnership and 
kind of kind of comes in the midst of all of this. But overall, I, I, I can't imagine most of these class action lawsuits only go forward because because there's money there, right? Other class actions can for a small business can really destroy it, but you're talking about a, a company that's at least valued over a billion dollars, and so yeah. they should survive over one product, right? That's something we didn't really talk too much about is there was only, supposedly they only did testing on this one product, so who knows if it's true and if they're liable for something, maybe it's in more or, or way more, so. Yeah, true. I wouldn't be surprised if there's independent tests outside of, or external tests, and then internally with Honest Company Inc. Both, and they should be. They should be doing both, and then making the adjustments accordingly, and doing recalls accordingly, and all that. So the comma thing, I, I found it. It was Lionel Hutz's business card. Was it The Simpsons? Yeah, it says yeah. Works on contingency, no money down. And they, she's like, well, what about this? He's like, oh no. And he writes on there, works on contingency? Question mark. No comma money down exclamation <laughs> point. I want to get. A, I'm going to get a business card. Except we don't really do contingency work, but. Still be funny to have. Well, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Stay SLS free. Keep it honest. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up to date and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.